We play and call it work. Hey there, Wargamers, Josh here to bring you this week's Sit and Talk. So, I think at this point most people are familiar with the show and the format, but if you're brand new here, uh, basically the way this works is uh, I just kind of sit around, hang out, and answer whatever questions you have. So, there's pre-submitted questions uh, from last week, and those are on the Mini Wargaming website, and then uh, I'll be taking live questions as well. Joining me this week, we have got the beast from down east himself. We got Rob. Hello, beast from down east. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the be you're the beast from down east. True. I've been called the beast, and I'm from down east. Yeah, bud. You're a poet, and I didn't even know it. Okay, so uh, Rob is running the stream. Uh, how how long have you been doing this one for, Rob? Because it used to be Colin. So how many of these live streams have you done? Well, I did the uh, Heroes of Herringbird. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then I started with the sit and talks. So maybe three or four sit and talks. Okay, that's fair. So at this point, you should know what you're doing. So if anything goes wrong, we're we're blaming Rob. You can blame me for anything, even if something in the world goes wrong. It's my fault. Yep, that's fair. You know what? I'm I'm going to stick to that for the rest of the sit and talk. So what I'm going to do is go ahead and we're going to open up the question queue so people can start submitting live questions. A couple things just for housekeeping. The way it works, we're going to see if I remember how to do this. Um, if you want to ask a question, because I cannot actually see the chat, but if you go exclamation point ask and then type your question, it'll pop up on my screen. Excuse me. You can only submit one question at a time. Um, until I've answered your question and that's actually just a formatting thing. So if you try to ask a second question, it won't show up for me I'm also gonna be answering the questions like I said that were left on last week's sit and talk um, So if you want if you're watching this whether you're live or not live um, You can go ahead and leave questions for Lee because Lee's gonna be flying solo next week for his own sit and talk and uh, You can leave those on the mini wargaming website in the comment section of this video so anyways, let's uh, jump right into it and uh, start seeing what we got going on. So the first one here, we got, uh, oh, these are all out of order. Give me a minute here. What's happening, Rob? I think Cullen broke something already. Oh, ah, I think I fixed it. Okay. First of all, we got Griff 2K9. Have you filmed any more of the draft style games? At this point, we have not filmed any more of the draft style games, and that's Matt's draft to glory that we did for AOS. Because uh, we wanted to film them, put them out, get some feedback, see what people thought. Uh, it was pretty popular, so we've got some ideas of what we want to do coming up, but we haven't filmed any more as of right now. Next up, we got VJ Morph. Uh, what did you think of the strength of the non-Chaos Warbands compared to the Chaos ones? Very keen to hear about how the Grotz fared. I assume you're talking about Warcry. And at this point, I've only played with the uh, Chaos ones. Ba, 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 ba. Well, that didn't work right. What did, 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 did nope, pick next. What do you feel about the direction GW is going with all the new Space Marine stuff coming out and nothing for Orcs? Sorry if this uh, this has been asked. Uh, Rob, 14.5709. 
that makes sense. How is that coming up? That time doesn't work. Something's not working right here. And I blame Rob. I don't see 145709. Yeah, because I think this might be a couple of last week's ones popped up in the queue somehow. Yeah, think, Matthew maybe. had that same issue too as well, that um, some things that were already asked were still popping up again. Weird. Okay. Well, we're going to keep this going the best we can. Yeah, because I'm hitting pick next. Something's not working right here. So I'm going to go through this the best I can. I'm actually going to do some of the non-live questions for a second. And Rob, you can get a hold of Cullen and see if you can troubleshoot it and figure out what's going on. But in the meantime, we're going to jump over here to some of the pre-submitted questions on last week's Sit and Talk. And here we go. we got Zerga Lurgaderg at Josh. Good morning, Tara. Welcome all and sundry to this week's episode of Good Morning, Tara. We are coming to you live via Astropath from Mini Wargaming's highly secure propaganda facility. And we are joined by the much-esteemed Commissar of Mayhem, Josh McBeardovich. This episode of Good Morning Terror is brought to you by the mysterious fellas at Papa Johnson's Rock Cakes. When you're out of the front lines, smiting the enemies of mankind and purging the heretics, the last thing you want to worry about is what you're having for dessert. Well, worry no longer and grab yourself some Papa Johnson's Rock Cakes. Made from a super secret recipe at a super secret location, Papa Johnson's Rock Cakes are a soft, flaky, delicious cap to your Munitorm-issued rations. Each rock cake includes a secret at its center. Just don't tell anyone what it is, because they'll know. Papa Johnson's Rock Cakes. Good enough for fall, or good enough to fall for. Just make sure you don't. So we have a lot of questions for you, Josh. Let's get right to it. First off, how excited are you for new Space Marine rules and models? Plan on adding any to the Death Watch. So for my Death Watch forces, uh, the way it stands right now is I'm, I'm focusing on building up some of the other armies, uh, mostly some of the non-40K stuff. But... It depends on what rules they give to the Death Watch stuff. I assume they're going to have some kind of an FAQ that's going to drop soon. That'll tell us what we're allowed to use and not allowed to use. And I don't know. We'll go from there and figure it out. There is some cool looking new stuff. Um, it's mostly the Eliminators I'm really interested in. Uh, but we'll see what they come out with and how they handle the rules for them. Ba -ba 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 -ba. And a more personal note. With your days kept full of running the bunker, do you miss making bat reps? And will we see you soon on the channel? I definitely do miss making bat reps. Um, I kind of wish I could do more. I don't have the time right now, so I guess the answer is probably not going to see a whole ton of me on the channel. But I don't know. Hopefully soon I'll be able to, to make some time and jump into something. But there's other work to be done for now. Now to week five of our Primark Supremacy Tournament. Each week we'll ask a mini wargaming team member to pit two Primarchs against each other in head-to-head -head combat with the goal of crowning one Primarch as supreme. All Primarchs in this competition are in their pre-heresy forms. Last week, Matt mailed it in and chose Lorgar to defeat the Khan. What? Really? That's... No. No. Pre-heresy? I'm no. only going by what Matthew said. That's awful. He is so wrong. Okay, at least let's see if you give me a good matchup. This week we asked Josh to pit the Wolf King Lehman Russ against the War Master Horus Lupercal. Who? Now, Josh, tell us who would win. Oh, I don't know. That's a toughie. Um, 
because they're both super awesome fighters and they're kind of well geez um You know what? I'm I'm I think I might give it up to Lehman Russ, but by the the most narrow of margins on that one. I think you know. Yeah, those are those are two toughies. But yeah, we'll give it to uh, Lehman Russ. I think he's I think he's got the capability in a one on one fight to uh, to beat Horace. But that could be that could be close. Um, ooh. Just a quick shout out to Star Mech. Star Mech. Subscribe. To for seven months. Woo. Well, thank you, Starmac. I think I've been talking to you back and forth about coming into the bunker. And the darkest stig. Darkest stig. Yep. Yep. For nine months, he's a baby. Well, thank you, sir. A Twitch baby. Nine months. Yeah. I didn't know what you meant by that at first, but now I get it. <laughs> yep. That's all we have for today. Good morning, Tara. As our astropath is on his last legs. We now go over to our new correspondent, Rob, with a report on how ogrens are being taught to be more human through the crucible of patty cake. Rob? Well, excuse me there, ogre, but do you want to touch upon that? Umi, umi. DJ Misfire's here. Hey, DJ Misfire, you want to try to fix Streamlabs, uh, Streamlabs for us? Well, hop on. Okay, here, we're, we're going to need some live troubleshooting. Um, I'm assuming that those aren't right, and every time I hit pick next, they just repopulate the top. Because I'll clear them all out and they'll pop up after a couple minutes. Well, that's an interesting development. Quick shout right. out to the Squeedy Pigs. Uh, subscribe for three months. Um, well, thank you. Try doing remove then. Okay. Now I'm assuming because with that time stuff, because. Oh, so now they're all over. Okay. So there. Now they're sorted by time. Yeah. And yeah, maybe just try doing. Remove. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if it works. And again, I'm just going to reset the time each time. Apparently? That's hmm. an interesting development. Hmm. Well, we'll see what happens. Huh. I blame Rob. So, let's keep going. We're going to jump back to live. We're going to try some live ones. After, uh... I don't want to delete DJ more. Or VJ more. Hmm. Well, we're just gonna try scroll and see if that works. We're gonna go to D E R Drick. Maybe. Yes, you pop back up again. Weird. Um, do you ever miss being able to play as much now that you have your new job? I definitely miss it on a daily basis. But like I said, there is work to get done. So. What you gonna do? Um, I'd like to, I, I'd like to get back to filming at some point, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Do, do, do. We got Dino Titan Edition. Are we gonna see a Blood Bowl season three? That was awesome. Rob, do me a favor real quick. Can you just give me a thumbs up, thumbs down. Fourteen oh three. Can you just tell me is that one of the ones that's on this one here? Just so I can make sure I'm actually reading ones. Uh, no, all the ones on here are 2, 12, 3, 11, and so forth. Well, like, it should be 2.03 if it's 14.03. So go to 2.03 for me. 2.03 exact. 
You had a Dino Titan there somewhere asking Dino a question. Titan edition, yeah. Okay, so I think this is kind of working. Uh, Blood Bowl Season 3. Uh, I think that would be a lot of fun. I want to get some more... I think Blood Bowl's on the ones I'd love to get more locals involved and do a big full season of it. Um, instead of like the little tournament style we were doing. But that's something that's in the works. We've hired on uh, David White to do some bunker event coordination so that's something that him and i are probably going to work on in the near future uh next we got jack streicher uh, what do you think the tithe of bones will be i'm wondering because it's the it's the ogre stuff that we're talking about for age of sigmar i think because i know there was something else Something else to do with bones in there. I don't know if they're doing like a little campaign supplement type thing that's going to hopefully key into certain factions coming out or not, but uh, I have no idea. For Age of Sigmar, I haven't kept track of a whole lot of it. Um, other than, I mean, like the day-to-day, -day, the new stuff that's coming out, understanding, you know, for work, what's going to go up when. But uh, I'm really interested to see if they're going to give me the Ogre book I've been saying that I want for, I don't know, like a year now or something like that. Hopefully that's something to do with it. Can't say for sure. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. We're going to keep going down here. How do you feel about Necromunda with the new Enforcers? I haven't dabbled in Necromunda at all. Um, I mean, it seems like a pretty cool game. I think the big thing for Necromunda is just at release. Didn't do a thing for me. I really wasn't a big fan of how they uh, had released the game. And I've just had no desire to go back. I'm sure the game's in a much better state than it was previously, but eh, I just, I just couldn't care less about it. <laughs> they didn't get me uh, at the very beginning, which is when you get to get your hooks in. Forget me to buy stuff anyways. Uh, and that was from Snake Lady. Next, we got Geofits 4. Uh, I bought the Marines Apocalypse box for the primaries for the intended painting and selling them. Now I think I'm going to keep them as an Ultramer. Uh, Rob, 20336 from Geofits. Can you finish that one off for me? 20336. From Geofits. Uh, you can start reading at, uh, going to keep them as an Ultramarine, I assume is what he's saying. Uh, finishing it off, I'm going to keep them as an ultramarine army for myself. Should I feel shame for abandoning my salamanders? Ooh. So here's the thing is that, I mean, if you're doing this and you're abandoning your salamanders, you don't know what salamanders are going to get. Like, what if salamanders get something super cool? I mean, because I, I, I would only assume that salamanders are going to be getting their own books soon enough. So... What was the beep beep, Rob? I have no idea. Did you break something? Is it broken? It sounds like it's broken. Oops. Nope. It's not broken, but the battery it seems to not. Change battery pack. Hmm. Well, Rob tries to figure out the battery pack here. We're going to keep going. So, yeah, I mean, like, what are you doing with your pre-existing Ultramarines then? Like, are you going to hold on to them? Or are you going to completely just ditch them? and, Or your pre-existing Salamanders? I personally would say hold out and see what the Salamanders book looks like, but hey, that's just me. Let's see if I can clean up the queue here. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, I think we're good now. Think we're good now? Yep. Well, tell Rob in the comment section if we're good. At Rob, are things good or not? 
Perfect. So next we got Kroll46. Hi, Josh and Rob. What's your opinion on the Dreadnought Drop Pod for 30K? Is we're taking over a regular drop pod. I have never used a Dreadnought Drop Pod in 30K. I tend to not use a ton of Dreadnoughts in 30K. Um, so I actually can't tell you on that one. I am not entirely sure. I did go ahead and pick up a Leviathan for my Night Lord. So maybe I'll eventually get a Dreadnought Drop Pod. But I don't know the rules well enough to tell you on that one. Next we got J Le One. Maybe that's how you say your name. When will we see more Josh Bat reps? I love the Luca versus Critics Apocalypse game. Would love to see another with yourself, Chris, Lee, and Luca. Uh, Rob two oh five oh one for me, buddy. Um but, 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 but that one was Okay, no, I found it. Um, keep up the great work. That's the last video. That, 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 that's the last bit. Just keep up the great work. Yep. <laughs> that's it. So yeah, uh, honestly, Josh Bat reps. Who knows when Josh has time? But Josh currently has pretty much no time. Sorry guys, I'm still getting the same little issue with Streamlabs not playing nice for me. And it keeps repopulating with everything that was there previously. Hmm. Well, we're just going to have to keep struggling through it. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see, let's see. Well, this isn't working at all. <laughs> well, I can't actually see comments anymore, Rob. Nope. This is not working. So we're going to jump back over to the sit and talk, not live questions, and uh, work through a couple of them. So next up, we got Buildrap. Hi, Josh. Sorry that I haven't been able to ask any questions for a while. My employer forced me to move to a new office in a different part of the country, and I can't watch your content at work anymore. That's a bummer. It makes it difficult to find time for you guys unless you have a particularly awesome video or have a really important question to ask. Anyways... Which is the best Muppet? The Swedish Chef is definitely the best of the Muppets. Beaker. Beaker, okay, Beaker's awesome. Beaker and Animal, actually. Okay, so I think the, the, the ranking for me is Swedish Chef is the best. He's, he's top tier, he's, he's the best of the best. And then beyond that, um, I think we would probably move down to Animal next. And then Beaker would be a, you know, a close third. Another question for her. What about Gonzo? Where would he fit into there? He's just not as entertaining. So Fun I don't know. He, the, the top three are all that matter, I guess. Funny enough, though, is like the head star of it all is Kermit the Frog and then Miss Piggy, but they're not in your top. Hmm. I can appreciate them. I like them. But no, they're not my top three, you know, best Muppets. Now, that being said, though, Kermit the Frog... And I think you're, you you know where we're going to be going with this. Um, so uh, Brady, who is Rob's son, recently moved up here and is going to be living with him here uh, in Ontario now. 
So I've met Brady a couple times over the years. Good kid. And um, I think I was just doing emails in the office one day. And I was just, I need to take a break from it because I got a headache if I stare at the computer screen for too long. So doing all that kind of stuff, um, I asked him, I think we started talking about wrestling. Because I think I just said, to, I, just, I think I just turned to him because I'm constantly just bugging him. Because uh, how old's Brady now? Brady's 15. Okay. But he's, he's built like a fridge. He's a big kid. So I told him, you know, we're going to have to wrestle for dominance soon. So I just turned to him and said, okay, we're going to wrestle. And he said, no. And then I, I was asking him about it. I said, well, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to recreate some old 90s uh, famous wrestling matches. And I asked him who his favorite wrestler was. And I have to add on to that. I'm sorry for saying this, Brady. But when you asked him, he said, he thought for a minute, he paused, he pondered. And he said, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. For wrestling. Yeah. I'm like, he wasn't a wrestler. He was a boxer. That's right. And then uh, after that, um, you know, he, he said Hulk Hogan was his favorite wrestler. I said, okay. I said, uh, can you do a good Hulk Hogan impersonation? He said, no. Okay. I'm trying to, trying to think of how we could work with this. And he ended up saying, I can do a Kermit the Frog impersonation. I'm like, okay, can you do like Hulk Hogan's lines as Kermit the Frog? And he did. And he did it so well. And I've never seen Lee laugh so hard because Lee almost peed himself. Um, and so, Yeah. At some point, we're going to get Brady to come on here and do his Kermit the Frog impersonation. Or do, I guess, Hulk Hogan ask Kermit the Frog. I'm sure he'd he'll be, be for that. I'm sure he'd be very excited for that. He would. Um, and now for the Lee question, uh, Bill Dratt, leave that uh, on the comment section of this video when it goes on the Mini Wargaming website, and Lee will be able to answer that for you. We got Random Roy. Hey, Josh, I'm sure there's loads of questions about the Space Green Codex. I've painted my... Army Legion of the Dam, but usually run them as Iron Hands to try to get that six up feeling of pain. Is there anything in the new version of the Space Marine Codex that might be cool to include in my army? Uh, or can you think of a decent chapter tactic for a Legion of the Damned army? I've been toying with this idea to generate a random trait each turn. The random trait each turn would be cool if you could find something that wants to play like a narrative game that does something like that. Um, and as far as, you know, proper traits for it, I don't know the new Space Marines that one, uh, that well. But I think there's one in there, something about them. I would try to find, like, the, uh, oh, I think it's called Warded. And it's a five up to ignore damage from um, Mortal Wounds. So that would be kind of cool. And there's one, I think, in there about not being able to be wounded on a two or something like that. Um Something to kind of toughen them up that way, I think, would probably be the way, the, the route I would go. But uh, well, that's kind of a cool question. Do, do me a favor. Email me, josh at miniwargaming.com, and I'll, I'll see what I can come up with. Because I'm sure there's stuff in there that would work really, really well for that. Jumping over to the next question here, we got Balthazar87. Josh, hi, buddy. Hope everything's going well. You should start building some sort of desk fortifications as the great Golden Dorn would want. Oh no, my productivity. That would be awesome. Should I build a desk fort? Yeah. Is that's not even a question. What can I build it out of? Oh no. Build it out of cardboard and paint it. I'd want something more durable. Cause Steve slash Pertorabo would come trying to knock it down. I know he would. Huh. What material could you use to make a desk fort? I think I just have to go buy lumber. 
Yeah, I think so. At this point, like, I think that would be the most appropriate. The herd bore. It's very inexpensive and it's it's pretty durable. Hmm. 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 Also, how do you feel now that, at least from my amateur point of view, that the Imperial Fist got a really good buff recently? Lament! Oh, poor Ashmedai. He was such a good character. Okay, now the Imperial Fist, yeah, it looks like they... They're... I wouldn't call them necessarily top tier, but they're definitely not not top tier, as far as the new Space Marine stuff goes. But we won't really know how good they are until they get their own little supplement, assuming that they're going to be getting their own little supplement. But as far as it stands right now, yeah, the fists are pretty good. And funny enough, uh, Steve's really been talking about wanting to um, start an Imperial Fist army. Just he really likes how the rules work. Which is funny because when the, the book first came out, that was the one we all made fun of the most. But uh, yeah, they got a nice little, nice little bump with the uh, new uh, chapter tactic. Next, we got Caddy218. Josh, is this the final version of the website? If I go into the heading shows, I can find a Warcry war subsection with three videos in it, but I want to find 30K content, maybe 100 plus videos. I have to go to all shows and just scroll around in there. However, it does load both videos and menus a lot quicker. Yeah, as far as I know, like I'm not going to pretend to know anything um, about the techno wizardry of, of websites and all that. My understanding is where we're at with the website right now is we've launched this version of it now and we have the framework we need. So everything's a lot faster and working properly. And now it's going back, going through uh, everything and getting everything properly sorted out. So it's something that we're working on, uh, the search functionality and everything else. But I think the, the big one was trying to get the new website launched so that it does load the videos a lot faster and it's working properly. Because the old one was, from my base understanding, a patchwork nightmare. So, yes, I think that's where we're at with it. But this shouldn't be the final version. There should be a lot more work uh, continuing to go into this, but a lot more behind the scenes stuff instead of just, you know, some of the more cosmetic changes that you'll notice a lot faster. Uh, we got Sir Christopher, one question, two parts. At Josh, why? Because I'm awesome. At Lee, why not? Because he's not here. Uh, let's jump back. Let's see how Streamlabs is treating us. Like, I do it. Do I get the option here? Oh boy, what a mess! Miso Miso eighty two. Josh, have you tried Twilight Struggle yet? Is your box still unopened? I will play you over stream if you want. It's great. I haven't had the chance to check it out. Playing over stream is an option when I have a little bit of time. But do me a favor, Miso Miso. Email me, uh, josh at minuwargaming.com, and we'll, we'll talk about it and see if we can uh, get some uh, gaming going on. Uh, Adorable, which is Aaron. Josh, how does it feel to know that Magnus did nothing wrong? Magnus did everything wrong. Magnus didn't do anything right. I, I honestly, I don't understand how anybody can like Magnus's character. Like, it's one of those, like, He's obviously a character that was built to be disliked because he's awful. He's just, yeah, he, he's, he, yeah, no, he's, he's the worst. Did everything wrong. Nobody should like Magnus. I'm glad Russ beat him up. Uh, next, we got the Darkest Stig, Invictor Warsuit, yay or nay? Um, okay, so for the Invictor Warsuit, the way it, the rules for it, okay, it looks cool. Um, I can get behind that. Uh, I don't, I, the, the, the big robot look I'm not in love with cause I, I like my dreadnoughts, but 
like the way that they look and all that and the aesthetic. I don't mind the rules. The, the, the way it looks, um, I'm not a big fan of. That whole openness to it. Um, if it's that heavily armored looking everywhere else, why not just have an armor plate in front of where the Marine is? And I know the idea is that, oh, well, the Marines got power armor on that protects them. Yeah, but you could protect them better. So uh, here's what I assume is going to happen with the Invictor War suit is that, um, you know, there, there's going to be some of the folks out there that, um, like a Pop Goes the Monkey or somebody like that that does some of the, the upgrade components. Because there's a ton of people doing a ton of cool upgrade kits out there. Somebody's going to do an upgrade kit that you can just enclose that thing. And that's going to look super cool and just make sense. So when they do that, I'll probably get one. Um, but for the time being, I don't love how it looks. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Next we got Squealy Pigs. What are your thoughts on the Christy tank? What's a Christy tank? Is this something, do I know it by a different name? Or is this something new I'm going to learn about? Christy tank. Oh, I think I've seen this before. Yeah, these were weird looking. Um, I don't know anything about them. I've seen pictures of this thing, but I don't know anything about it. Okay, yeah, yeah, because it was the weird suspension. I think, okay, because I think you spelled Christy wrong is what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know a darn thing about this, but, I mean, I've seen this kind of stuff, and it looks pretty cool. Because I think they used the suspension on a bunch of different things. Hmm. Hmm. Now i got to educate myself better on this thing. Well, you gave me my reading for the rest of the day. So thank you for that. Who, who put that in there? Uh, Squealy Pigs. Thank you, Squealy Pigs. But, but, but next we got Starmax. Hey, Josh, would you be up for teaching uh, how to play Horse Heresy, Titanicus, and or Blood Bowl? Want to play but no one to play with here in uh, Rob 14, 13, 30. So 2, 13, 30. Starmax. want to play but no one to play with here in North Dakota. I mean I'd be I'm okay, so uh teaching games like that, if I ever can find the time teaching people how to play stuff, you know, to get them, you know, a little bit more into the hobby is one of my favorite things to do. But if you're all the way there, I can't teach you. Are you coming? Oh yeah, I guess you're coming. You're one of the guys coming here. Um, remind me in the email and we'll talk about that because I'll see if I can figure out some time and get some gaming going in the evening. Because horse heresy stuff, I have enough stuff and the studio has enough stuff that, yeah, I could teach you when you come down. That's It's relatively easy to teach. Blood Bowl is easy to teach too. Uh, we got a couple teams floating around. But you can always, the nice thing about Blood Bowl is you should have enough time to buy your own team and at least get it put together, not necessarily paint it because I'm going to teach it. It'll be off camera. And uh, I'll teach you some Blood Bowl. Because, uh, Rob, do you remember Do you remember my Blood Bowl teams? I had two of them. 
I, I remember something about dysfunction is... Okay, so yeah, the, the two teams I played, I played my Ogre team, which actually um, Lee built that team for me to play with, but it was Lee's team that he owned. But I think he bought an, another Ogre team with the actual models, I think, I think. And um, so I purchased that one off him. So those are the, it's the Smash Mouth All-Stars is my Ogre team. And then, yeah, I've got my uh, Lizardman team, uh, the Eastern Reptilian Dysfunctionaries, or uh, E-Reptile Dysfunction for short. Um, and they were my season one uh, team that I played. And yeah, they were a lot of fun. Yeah, man, we'll throw down. Titanicus is another one. Um, the studio doesn't have a ton of it, but if you remind me, like I'll marshal up some of the local people I know that have the stuff and uh, borrow some of it, and I'll teach you how to play it. It's a good game. All those are those are three really good games. Mm. Okay, we got G One Blaster. Your beard is beyond manly. What do you use on it? Um, as far as like keeping it in the shape, it's the the state it's in right now. Because actually, Rob, you can do me a favor. Take your take your headset off for a second. Okay, come here. Come on over here. Probably should. Probably should. Um, because there's a lot that kind of goes into it, but I'm not that crazy. So go ahead and you, you can pet it and see how soft it is. Go ahead and touch it. Ah! See how soft and nice that is. It's not wispy. Yeah, it's not wispy. Yeah. Okay. So is that all you wanted me for? Yeah, that's all. That's touch your beard. So now you can now you can you know tell everybody how soft the beard actually is. Okay. Okay. So. Every couple of days, I've got a homemade beard wash that I use on it to kind of clean it out because you don't want to, you can't use regular like hair shampoo on it because that'll ruin it. Uh, so I do that every couple of days. And then beyond that, I've got a beard oil from Northern Beard Company that I use. And then there's a little kind of styling type cream that I use. Um, every day as well because I actually against most people's suggestions I blow dry it every day which is terrible for it so you got to take good care of it so it doesn't just all you know fall apart and get super wispy so yeah uh, I think in the morning my routine to get ready and to get the stupid beer to like not be all over the place and crazy it, it takes me longer than it takes my wife to get ready every day and she points that out a lot kind of high maintenance about it yeah, um, if you want the actual stuff, uh, I, I can give you the list, but yeah, I use Northern Beard Company. I, I highly recommend a lot of their different stuff. We got Weird Hunter. What games are you looking forward to getting going with the upcoming local game club? Um, oh, geez. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to, well, I mean, like, there's, there's not many games that I'm not excited for. But I guess some of the top stuff is that there's a bunch of Team Yankee that's taken off locally. So now I actually got to get my Soviets done so I can start playing with them because there's a lot of uh, NATO players. Excuse me. And the uh, the West Germans aren't very good, let's be honest. So Yankee going on. Um, little skirmish games like Warcry and all that stuff. It, it's nice to see them. And I might buy some little war bands. I really want to get some Blood Bowl going on because... Uh, you know, I've been having too much fun gaming. Like, I need to play a game where I get properly, like, upset and depressed. So Blood Bowl is the perfect thing for that. Uh, beyond that, the other one that I want to start getting going is uh, I want to get some Horus Heresy going up there. 
I think that this will be a really good space for it, considering that we're not super, you know, uh, super competitive tournament focused with a lot of the stuff that we do typically. Excuse me. So yeah, I think there's some real potential there for getting some people into the heresy. So I'm excited for all that stuff. And then Titanicus is another one. We're starting to see people bring in some Titanicus stuff. And I wouldn't mind getting a little something going for that. But the big thing is I have another time to do it. I'm under the realization that I'm not going to ever have time to properly organize all this stuff. And that's why we've hired on um, David White to do the event coordination and get the club up and running the way we want it to look. We've got Dr. Vulcan. <sighs> Magnus did wrong. However, it's the Emperor's fault for not being a good father. <laughs> Rush should come back and take everything over. Okay, so this is going to lead into a couple different things. Um, I'm glad you agree with me on the, Rus or on the Magnus thing. Now, Rush should come back and take everything over. In 7th edition, when they were doing that whole Curse of the Wolfen story arc, um, you know, we had uh, Magnus come back, and we had all this kind of stuff going on, talking about the Primarchs coming back. They had everything so well set up, I feel like, for Russ to come back. You know, the Wolfen showed back up, 13th Company are here, it's the Wolf time, all of this stuff's happening, and we're like, cool, there's going to be a Loyalist Primarch coming back, and I'm like, Russ coming back, seeing the state of the Imperium, and, you know, basically starting a fresh crusade this is going to be awesome because russ is a cool character that's not boring and blue and instead they somehow took the story and went a completely different direction and we got we got rowboat coming back who's just awful um i'm not saying that they did a bad job with it because i mean it's all well written and all that but i was so disappointed with the direction that the story took i get so bummed out uh, but uh, yeah, I'd love to see Rust come back, even in the lore right now in 8th edition with, you know, Robo's out doing, I don't know, starting his own little empire again because he likes to do that. Um, I'd love Rust to come back and be like, no, 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 let's, you know, I'm here to murder everybody. <laughs> I'm here to, you know, take the fight to the traitors and let's go and we're actually going to win instead of just empire build. Yeah, I don't like, I Robo's so boring to me. I, I, I hate him. I was so excited for Rust to come back. So, uh, I think the for me the because we we gotta get some more loyalist primarchs coming back, and they can do a whole lot with a whole bunch of different ones. Russ and Dorn are the two that I would love to see. Um, yeah, Russ should have come back. That could have been an easy one. That uh, for me that would have been such a win. But rowboat. Uh, we got Kroll forty six. What's your favorite armored car? Um, I mean that's tough. Because there's, there's there's a whole bunch that are kind of cool. I want to say, oh, I'm bad with the names of them. Uh, I want to, uh, I'm going to look it up. I think it was the T-17 Boarhound. Let's see if we can do this. Rob, are you able to put links in there for me? Uh, was it the Boarhound? Oh, the T-18. Okay, I was close. It was a it was an American heavy armored car, and I don't know the thing just looks like a beast. See if you can find it. Yeah, if you do a search for the T eighteen Boarhound and you throw that link up in there, throw a picture up on there somewhere. T T eighteen like T one eight, and then Boarhound. I'd say I favor just for kind of rule of cool and interesting looks. I mean, the Germans did a lot of cool stuff in World War II with um, a lot of their armored cars, but 
I don't know. Something about this big, beefy American ones just... I don't know. I like it. It looks cool. And again, guys, my apologies for Streamlabs not playing nice. Hopefully, I'm getting the questions as you guys are putting them in. Um, well, thank you, Rob. No Next, we have Captain Spasmo is... Is come here and stroke my beard, not covered in the mini wargaming human resources section of the employees manual. Uh, it's actually not, and that was the um, that was the entertaining thing. Sitting down, me being the person to sit down because we we brought an outside uh, company in to do the manual and all the HR stuff. Uh, you know, to, get, to make sure we were all in compliance for everything, and bringing these folks through uh, a couple uh, very nice ladies that you know helped out immensely but trying to explain the business to them over the phone and how we function and what it's like here was difficult and it came to the point where I'm like look just come visit and I'll try to explain the business and you get a concept of what we're going for because um, it's a pretty tight-knit crew of people here like everybody works pretty closely together and yeah, I mean, it was a lot of fun doing that stuff, but trying to explain this business to people, especially that, you know, are in the, the HR field of, you know, these are all the, these are the things we do have to worry about for HR and the things we don't have to worry about. Like, it's just, it's different because I've had to do HR type work before and I don't know, it's not the most exciting stuff in the world usually. But yeah, it, it, was, it was fun to do all that. But yeah, um, we might have to put that subsection in the come here and stroke my beard. Okay, I'm gonna see, because I assume people are still submitting questions, but that was the last live one. So I'm gonna try to clear this whole queue. And it's not. So I apologize if uh, your question, you had asked it and it didn't get answered, but go ahead and try to put it back in because I think I've got the, the whole queue cleared out now. I'm just gonna click furiously until I think it worked. Okay, jumping back over here to some pre-submitted questions. We got Tabe8. I, I still can't figure out how to say your name right. Um, at Josh, when can we see Scoria on the table? If you ever get free time again, please do a bat rep for Luca's new Luca de Dice Heresy series using your Mechanicum. I would love to see the Voidian Scepter smash things. I honestly, okay. Luca is the biggest whiner when it comes to 30k. Because I've been trying to, you know, he will play against me and maybe we'll set up a game. But he was just, I remember how terrified he was of playing Custodes uh, for the first time. And turns out, hey, they're not that bad. And the same thing for Mechanicum. But I've got Custodes out getting done right now I want to use. And then I've, you know, I play the Studio Mechanicum army that nobody else plays. So yeah, maybe I'll go poke Lee because Lee's painting up a Scoria for me. So you can ask him for you know, ask Lee for updates next week on how he's coming along. Lee's a super busy guy, and uh, maybe he'll have some more insight to the timeline on that. Um, then at Lee, hopefully you are there with Josh. Uh, can you please do a video showcase of the World Leaders Army you're making? I really want to see those bases. Uh, again, best bet talk to Lee uh, next week, and he'll be around. And this is something we can maybe do in the open vault is you can do a little bit more of a showcase of them. Because I don't know, I think he's got a couple test models done and for a couple of the different, like I think he's got a test jet bike. I think he's got a test um, marine on foot, I think. Um, and then he's doing the big batch painting. So Josh, you awesome. Lee, you awesome. And Luca's awesome too. 
Yeah, he's all right, I guess. No, Lucas is super awesome. Yeah, maybe maybe I should do some 30K. I think Lucas' thing is he doesn't like losing. I think that's what the problem is, Rob. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to play me. Because not only, because here's the thing, especially with another staff member, because um, I'll do my best, because I mean, I lose plenty, but if I'm winning, I'm, I'm going to be condescending about it too. I'm going to make him feel bad about it. Yeah, maybe I should play him. I guess I run his, I guess I'm his boss, so I can like, I can just schedule him to do it. You're like adding gasoline to the fire. Mm. That, that's pretty much what it is when, when you're winning and you're playing against Luca, and then it's like you're throwing more, you're making the comments and throwing gasoline on the fire, so his rage is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, yeah. Things get heated. I mean, because we're still like, I mean, we're still buddies and all that, but yeah, when we play games against each other, it's cutthroat. <laughs> It's different with Luca, and I'm not sure why. Because I think it goes back to when we were playing fantasy together back in the day. Okay. Yeah, so that here's what you got to do. is you got to ask Luca, why are you afraid to play Josh, bro? Maybe they'll give you the insight. Next, we got Large Michael. Big Mikey. Hey, Josh, and hopefully Lee. Uh, Lee will be here next week. Uh, thoughts on New Space Marine Codex and Create a Chapter? Do you think this will be a new norm for the version two codices? Okay. So for me, the most exciting, because I'm not a Space Marine player in eighth edition, it's the implications of what they're doing here. Because, you know, they're, they're going to what I feel like is a more customized, less worried about super gaminess, um, narrative kind of feel with it. The Marine book's very powerful. It's a good book. It's a well-written book. But, you know, I look at the make-your-own chapter stuff, blows my mind. I'm so happy they went in that direction. Now, when I talk about the implications of it, what I would love to see is, because I don't think a lot of people realize, because I play mostly Imperium Armies, um, I'm, I'm low-key. I've been a, a big uh, trader fan for a long time, for the longest time, except for it's been more than a decade since the Night Lords really have had good rules. Because we got teased a little bit at the end of 7th edition with the Chaos Legions book, which is pretty good. They, they made the Night Lords feel Night Lordsy, And you didn't have to take this weird, soupy kind of list to have them be effective. And then 8th edition hit and they went back to that whole kind of renegade type feel of the book, not the legionary feel that I really liked. So Chaos has already got a version 2 book. They need a version 3 book though. Or rather what I'd like to see them do is similar to what they've done with the uh, Marine... Um, supplements is I want to see each legion get their own supplement and being a grumpy old war gamer like I that, that would make me super happy is that the right business decision like am I saying like this is what games workshop should do I got no idea um, but it would make me happy so I don't know I don't know if people are in the same boat with me because I actually was hanging out with some people the other day and I brought up some of my old codexes and I've got a really good condition old uh, Space Marine or Chaos Space Marine 3.5 edition codex. And because people were asking about like, why do I keep referencing that? And I showed it to them. I showed just the, the feel of how, you know, building armies was a little bit different and the bonuses. And they were like, yeah, it's not powerful. You know, you get, you get pluses, you get negatives, but it, it makes sense in the lore. And that's what these games are all about for me. So. The implications of what we might be getting, I'm super pumped about, but I don't know. I was super pumped about Russ, and they gave us rowboats, so 
I don't know. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. Lee, do you think you'll ever take part in a live roleplay show if given the chance? You can ask him that one next week. Josh, thanks again for the Team Yankee how-to. Keep being an awesome guy. Yeah, Mikey, no problem. Uh, Mikey drove down the other day. We we threw down a little bit of Team Yankee, and I just showed him some of the, the, the core concepts of the game and got him thinking about what he could potentially pick up to expand out. He's got the uh, British guys, which I think they're the British are getting a new book come December, and that's also when the version two of the uh, Team Yankee book is coming out, and they're changing it to being World War Three, so they're expanding upon all that. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. He also has a little addition there. Also, Josh, if you haven't sold your fish yet, I'll brush your beard for like six months in exchange for them. That's tempting. Yeah, with the, because I talked about it a little bit. So my Imperial Fists, what I'm doing with them, because I have my collection. Um, that's kind of near and dear to me because the, the, the fists that I had that were the ones that, because I built them, Steve um, sprayed them for me um, to get the yellow on there. And then Lee helped me make the custom bases for them. And then uh, Ian, who is the Mechanicum player that you've seen in a bunch of my Horus Heresy videos, he helped me figure out the right way to um, ink them. And I really, I like them, but it's kind of labor intensive. And I had bought out somebody else's fairly large Imperial Fist collection a while ago. The two forces don't match up. It's not going to work trying to get those yellows to match. So I've decided that I'm going to get rid of the pre-existing fist stuff I had and then repurchase it and get it commission painted to match the other stuff. So yeah, I haven't gotten rid of it yet because I'm lazy. And that's kind of where it's at. Um, I've got them all in a box here. I got to take some pictures and figure out what I'm going to do with them, but eh, I'll get there eventually. But no, I haven't gotten rid of them yet. Six months of beard brushing. Like, are you going to like... Because that's a daily thing, man. Like, you're going to move down here for six months? We'll discuss the logistics later. Last one here, we got the Eye of Night. At Josh, I'm getting the Age of Sigmar for a slow grow league, and I picked Caradron Overlords for my starting army. How screwed am I? Okay. <clears throat> Here's my take on the Caradron Overlords. For a slow grow league, you might be a little bit be uh, better off. I think they're in a really bad spot for being a good competitive army, but... Here's why I think you may not be that screwed over. They're probably one of the coolest looking, if not the coolest looking Age of Sigmar army. So, you might not win games, but you're going to look good losing. And that's more than enough for a lot of people. Um, if, you're really, if you're really focused on winning a whole bunch, you might not do great. But the other thing is, there's the hope that... Because, I mean, this is a universal thing. Like, there's, there, there's some codexes or um, battle tomes out there that people are split on how good or bad it actually is. Caradron universally seems to be considered just awful. So I mean Games Workshop's got to be listening to this and my hopes is that they're going to do something amazing to fix it. So I mean they're probably not going to get as good of treatment but Space Marines were considered pretty low tier for a while and look at what Games Workshop has done to, to bring them back up to snuff. And Caradrons aren't nearly as popular as the Space Marines are, obviously. But hopefully Games Workshop, you know, has got something really good in the works. Because, I mean, there's been the little FAQs that they do, but there hasn't been a big overhaul yet. So my assumption is that they're actually working on something really good for them. And that, you know, 
they're going to make them a good proper faction. And that way, when that stuff all hits, you've already got them built, you've got them painted, you can just start playing them. And you're not going to be the person that jumps in the bandwagon when they're finally, you know, a little bit more effective. So that's all the questions I have from here. So let's go over to Streamlabs and see. Oh, it feels like... No, it didn't work. Okay. I got Okay, there's, there's a couple more that showed up, I, I think. Um, any news on more Kill Team Apocalypse games? And this is from Trusty012. Any, yeah, so not really. Right now we're starting to look on, because we're gonna, we're gonna change up our filming format a little bit. Not how the guys are actually doing the filming, but how I book all that stuff. So we're trying to see where we can find time to cover a bunch of other little things, but keep your eyes peeled. We're gonna do our best to do the stuff that we really, um, you know, we're excited for, and hopefully the community responds well to that. Uh, next we got Teldonator. Hey Josh, Mr. McAwesomeBeard. My question is, have you ever been asked to stop joshing around? And if so, how did you react? Yeah, no, constantly. And it's the, um, it's the just look of disappointment that I normally give to people when they have a lame repetitive joke like that. So yes, uh, my reaction is just utter disappointment. So what I'm gonna get you guys to do real quick is you're gonna do me a favor. You're gonna go at Rob in the comments there. Have you guys submitted, has anybody submitted a question that hasn't popped up on my screen? Because I don't know if this is working right. I'm flying blind here for you folks, so we'll see. So at Rob real quick, we'll give it a couple seconds to populate there. Are there questions that you guys are asking that's not popping up in my queue here? Because I'm gonna do my best to keep it clear, but it's not working. This is why I don't like technology. I feel like this is something, I watched Jurassic Park again the other day. You ever, did you ever see Jurassic Park on the big screen, Rob? I saw it for the first time on the big screen the other day, and it is amazing. I've seen Jurassic Park when it was released on the big screen, and also when they had their anniversary, I went and seen it too yep. as well. It's a phenomenal movie, not just for visually, but the sound itself. If they had the sound done right in yep. the movie theater, it just blows you away. Because, yeah, you were in your late, uh, you were in your, uh, you, you were, what, about 42 when it first released back in 93? Uh, funny. <laughs> was it I think it was 93. I mean, like, I feel like I'm correct on that one, but I'm not 100% sure. So what are we getting in the comments there, Rob? Is this, I mean, are things working or not working? Or I guess, how much are things not working? It's because it's not my computer here. I see... Uh... Squealy pigs. Like okay, so no, because I told people to, re to reply to you. So do you have anybody in the comments? You know the recent comments going at Rob. You know here's what's up. Like things are two. working or not working. Okay. Uh, yep. Just two. There's two of them. So what you're gonna do in a second is you're, I'm gonna get you're gonna go just instead of doing the apostrophe ask for any questions you have for me, just go at Rob and we'll do our best not to miss any and he'll ask them as we go and that's the only way I can think of to do this properly. So, Dr. Vulcan, I just got distracted by tanks, and so I have no other questions. Well, that's fair. Thoughts on the T-60? Uh, I assume T-60, we're talking about that adorable little uh, Russian uh, scout tank, and it's adorable. Um, it's one of those, I don't know, some of the, some of the early, the, the interwar uh, designs, or the early war designs, there's some really funky stuff out there. And 
anything designed by the Soviets, I always find super intriguing because they're just such tough little beasts. Just because of, I mean, the, the way that they design everything. I was watching something the other day and it was talking about, um, I think it was the difference between the some of the American design philosophies for their, their combat aircraft compared to some of the Russian ones. And uh, I, I think it was basically they were they were showing off some stuff here, and the the American runways and the air bases they're super clean. There's no debris anywhere. Like it's very, very clean, pristine, and because obviously you don't want to hit something when you're taking off. And showing off some of the Russian ones, and they're just they they built they they build stuff to work if things aren't working properly. It's just I, I don't know the right way to put it. Some of the design philosophies, it's just I don't know. It, it, I'm intrigued by it. So yeah, the little T60 and T70 tanks are interesting to me. I mean, they're they're I don't know a ton about them, and they're not my favorites by any means, but uh, they're kind of cool. So as we're wrapping up here, we got a little while left. Uh, so you know, we're gonna keep it rolling. We're gonna the time right now. It looks like it's about 2:57. We're gonna keep it going for another 10 minutes because again, excuse us for the interruptions and all that that we had. Um, so I'll hang with you there for another 10 minutes. If you have any questions, just at Rob and uh, go ahead and ask him. So are there any in there for me, Robbie? Squealy Pigs uh, asked about uh, sit and tank. The sit and tank? Yeah, sit and tank. I, I had joked about that a while ago because I think it was, I think I've talked about, because I used to play a lot of World of Tanks or what felt like a lot of World of Tanks. And I really enjoy um, learning about all the military technology stuff. So the joke was that we were just going to start calling my show the uh, the sit and tank, where we just talk about tanks all day, and that could be fun. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but I don't know. We might we might get there. I got to come up with some kind of a concept for that. How would that work? Because I want everybody to ask questions, but yeah, we can talk about the, that thing for my sit and talks. Is I always kind of said like I'll ramble on as much as people want to listen to me. So you can ask me about whatever you want. You know, war gaming, random historical stuff personal stuff. Man, I don't care. I just talk all the time. So, Dr. Balkan also said that he's going to send you uh, a, a T60 story tomorrow. Ooh, a T60 story. I mean, what what kind of a story are we talking about here? Like, is this a... I'm intrigued by this now. A T60 story. Okay, I'll look forward to that tomorrow then. That should be kind of fun. What about a T64? The T-64? Which one is the T-64? Oh, so talking like, I assume then they're talking then the more modern stuff like that? The, the Soviet... No, I, I said T-64. Oh, you said the T-64. Yes. Okay. Because the T-60 was a little like early World War II design. So the T-64 was... Um, so the T-64, that's second generation main battle tank. So that's where... Because a lot of the, um, the countries out there, they had tanks for a lot of specific kind of roles... Um, so you had your light, your medium and heavy tanks, and you see a lot of those designations during World War II. But then post-war, you get into a lot of the other divisions, and main battle tank is kind of what we think of uh, when we think of tanks in the more modern era. So yeah, the T-64 was a fantastic design because, you know, it was kind of a revamp of, well, it's the, the successor to the T-62, which wasn't fantastic. But the Russians did a really good job of making these very tough little tanks with giant guns. And I think they were some of the ones to first pioneer some of the auto-loading technology and really get that into some of the main battle tanks and reduce the crew size, 
which allows you to do some fun stuff with the designs of the tanks overall. Kimsey Bimsy one Kimsey has Bimsy. a question. Okay. What's new about Space Marines Terminators after the new Codex, since before everyone said they suck? I don't know what they did with Terminators. Um, most of what I'm getting is uh, talking to the uh, guys and what they're saying. I think the big thing for Terminators um, is the way that the Doctrines are interacting with their Storm Bolters. That being said, I still don't think Terminators are fantastic from what the guys have told me. I don't think there's a whole lot of anything special about them, but maybe I'd dig a little bit deeper to see what's interesting about Terminators. I don't know if they give them any love, though. The Darkest Tig? The Darkest Stig. Stig, sorry. I'm visiting Canada next year. Besides Mini Wargame and Calgary Banff, which one place would you recommend visiting? Like, which one? Canada's kind of a big place, dude. Like... See, that's the, the funny, because we get such a small population compared to so many other places, but, like, we're kind of a big country, so it depends, like, where exactly, like, do, do you already have a route planned throughout Canada of where you're going, you're like, where along this road do I want to visit? Because you can't just, like, hop in the car here in Ontario and go, like, I'm going to go visit the Maritimes, and, you know, I'm just going to go check out, you know, the um, the fossil wall down in Joggins. Um, he put nature. So you're nature-focused on that kind of stuff. Well, I, I, I tell you what, uh, shoot me, again, I, I keep going back to this, shoot me an email, joshuamineywargaming.com, and I, I, I can bounce some ideas off you, but I kind of got to know your route a little bit. Because funny enough, like, it's something that I want to do. I haven't spent a whole lot of time actually traveling across Canada anywhere and really experiencing myself. Um, I'd love to get the chance to, to go down east, though. Get out to like uh, Campobello Island or something like that and do some sightseeing, do some whale watching, that kind of stuff I think would be fantastic. That's my family's originally from down east. Um kind of not not really in the same neck of the woods as where Rob's from, but closish. Cause you're uh New Brunswick, right? Cape Breton. Oh, Cape Breton, yes, yeah, Cape yeah, Breton. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little island. Yeah. And then my family's from Nova Scotia. Well, so we got anything in there? Are we winding down? Are we getting bored of Josh? I don't blame you for getting bored of Josh if you're getting bored of Josh. I'm getting bored of this stupid Streamlabs thing not working. Caps Pasmo, Canada where you can watch the dog run away for weeks. That's not all of Canada. That's <laughs> That was... Uh, uh, you know, if you, you head out to the prairies or something like that. Because we had a fella in uh, a little while ago. And he was a uh, Saskatchewan beef farmer. So, you know, he raised cattle. And I just made fun of him relentlessly. Because that is, you know, once you get out to the prairies like that, I assume life is depressing. Because as a kid, you know, if your dog runs away, you can watch him run away for, you know, a week. Because there's no change in elevation. There's no trees. There's nothing out there at all. Don't believe them when they tell you that there's more than that. Because there's nothing. Dan, one, two... 2222 has a question. How do you feel about the double turn in Age of Sigmar? Oh, um, I don't mind it. And the reason I don't mind it is that um, I enjoy playing games where you have to interact and you have to come up with stuff in the moment of how you're going to react to what's going on. If you want a really good, balanced, well-flowing game, the double turn mechanic isn't fantastic, but it shakes it up and makes it more interesting. I think if you played Age of Sigmar without the double turn mechanic, 
the game would probably still play fine. Um, the best mechanic I've seen for some randomness in the game that still feels fairly balanced is the um, bolt action one. And if you're not familiar with the bolt action mechanic, and I don't think this would work for 40k, but I also don't know if it would like how how much it wouldn't work. And the way that bolt action does it is for every unit you have on the board, excuse me, uh, you get a to throw a dice into a bag, and then your opponent does the same thing, a dice into a bag. So like if Rob and I are playing bolt action, I'm playing as the Americans. Let's say I have 10 units, and Rob is playing as the Germans. He's got six units. I get 10 dice in a bag. Rob gets six dice in the same bag. The start of the turn, we shake it up, we draw a die out, and whoever's die it is, they fully activate one unit. And then you keep going that way. And I, I don't know, I think that's the best system I've had for a fun, engaging game. So it depends on, I guess, the style. I personally, the Age of Sigmar double turn mechanic, I don't mind it. Sometimes it gets you, other times it doesn't. Um, I mean, you got to kind of prepare and be aware for but I'm also big on... Um, playing games that aren't balanced because there's no way to properly balance a game especially if you look at a lot of the games workshop games with multiple factions and that's why i think part of why i like horus heresy because it's relatively balanced with both of the legions having access to the same stuff titanicus itself pretty balanced because you have access to all the same units it's just slightly different uh, le uh, legio traits but with a game like that it's not going to be balanced so i don't mind playing at different point levels you know, if we're doing kind of a weird scenario where, like, I, again, I, I'll say if Rob and I are playing, you know, I got 2,000 points, he's only got 1,500. I don't care. I'd still play that game. It wouldn't bother me at all. Because um, to, to, to go back into point and say, well, this game's supposed to balance because the points are, you know, equal points. Unless you're doing mirror matches, that doesn't work, in my opinion. So I guess I don't mind it. Dan, this the same gentleman, Dan, 12, 2222. Yes. Do you have any more Elder lined up as we don't get to see many battle reports with them? Any more Eldar? Um, no, because the way, so the, the secrets to the booking and all, how everything works is people just email me and they're like, I want to come play a game. And then I have them answer a little questionnaire. So the funny thing is Eldar are a very popular faction nobody here really plays them because nobody's interested in playing them. And like, there's hardly any guests that bring Eldar in. I don't know why, but like in all my time, so I, I spent about uh, probably what, three years filming bat reps. Uh, I definitely only had about two or three Eldar players I can remember come through. Like there's hardly anybody that comes in here playing Eldar and I don't understand why. So, not really, because it, it just depends on who shows up. But yeah, Eldar players, I don't know why they never come into mini wargaming. Cermak has a question too as well. Yes. Uh, would you replace the double turn with swapping activations, you go, I go mechanic? Um, I mean, I would try it. I don't know if that would feel a whole lot better. It's, um, because yeah, like you move a unit, I move a unit, because that's how Titanicus works. And that works for Titanicus. I assume that could work interestingly enough. Yeah, you know what? I'd be willing to try Age Sigmar like that. There'd be some weird little things that come up for how battle rounds work and all that. But I'd be willing to try that. Because it, it's the constant engagement. You're constantly thinking. Because there's so many times that, you know, playing, especially the higher model count armies. Because that's why I always play elite armies. Because I get bored of moving too many single models around. Um... 
that yeah you know cool we're playing 40k uh, you're playing whatever horde army okay I'm gonna go take a 20 minute nap while you move all your stuff because it doesn't matter you know um, but when it's you know if Rob and I are playing a game he moves one unit okay and then I move one I gotta constantly be thinking of how I'm gonna counter what he's trying to do so I think that would be for me a lot more engaging feeling would it be balanced I don't know do I care about balance no so yeah that'd be cool Dan 12 22 uh, what do you think the top tier army armies are in 40k top tier armies not army <sighs> okay so let's talk about a couple different ones first and foremost I really don't like the super soup lists so I don't mind there being allied stuff and all that that makes sense to me so I'm gonna I'm gonna primarily focus on fairly cohesive armies um, with no more than because the, the big thing I come back to is I look at like a really super army so like you've got one of those big dumb shooting knights you got uh, the loyal 32 you got three shield captains on jet bikes the lore of that army doesn't make sense in my mind when I would play, you know, I bring my guard and I bring an allied knight or something like that, you know, with a couple uh, warhounds. Well, in my headcanon of how 40k works, that, that works for me. So if you look at proper monofaction armies, I think um, the new marines are way up there. I don't know which ones are the top right now. We won't really know until the books come out, but I think uh, new space marines are a contender. I'm going to give them in no particular order as well. Um, so space marines are up there. Uh, I think the Imperial Guard are still way up there because it's a mono faction. They're super powerful. And then the last uh, single faction army. Excuse me. I want to say I'd put Eldar way up there, but I ha or uh, I you know what Dark Eldar. I think Dark Eldar are still pretty high up there for mono faction being very powerful. So, and this is in kind of the mini wargaming meta of how we enjoy playing. I'd say Dark Eldar are super strong, current Space Marines super strong, and Guard are very good as well. So there's, I guess, my top three in no particular order. So we'll give it a couple more minutes. You guys got questions, throw them in there. Caps Faswell made a, a comment, uh, does Chris not have a pile of Eldar? Chris has got a ton of Eldar, but he doesn't really play. Uh, Chris's time is taken up with all the painting type stuff, so he's not a content producer. But yeah, he's got a bunch of them. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the Eldar players, is that they've got a you know, they've got giant collections of Eldar that they've had for fifteen years that aren't yet all fully painted and I don't know, they're waiting for the apocalypse to get them done. Beats me. No, because the they the actual apocalypse, because the apocalypse coming out hasn't motivated. Maybe Chris is still working on his army. I don't know. I don't know. Dan, 12, 22, 22, how do you feel when you have people come in and you have, and you have a look at their, have a look at their knowing they only want to win? Well, I mean, like, naturally when you play these games, you, you only want to win. So the differentiation would be a win-at-all-costs player. So, you know, I will, whenever I play a game, I'm there to try to win. You know, when I'm teaching people how to play a game for the first time. I'm still going to try to win, but it's what other stuff you're willing to give up. So when I'm playing against somebody new, my main goal is I want them to have fun. Number two, I want them to learn the mechanics of the game. 
so that you know they grow as a player. Number three, I still want to win. So a win at all cost player would say, you know, I'm teaching somebody how to play this game for the first time, and I want them to have fun and um, you know learn how to play. But the most important thing to me is winning. I, so I'm willing to sacrifice those other things. I tend to be the opposite way about it. So, you know, if they're, if my opponent is not going to have fun getting beat up, you know, if I have a chance to pull off a really cheeky combo and, you know, kill off half his army before he gets the chance to do anything, well, that's not worth it. You know, my, my opponent being miserable after the game isn't worth me winning. So... I'm willing to do things that mean that I'm not going to necessarily win if that's what's at stake. Um, so when I see people come in, I, that's kind of where I try to feel them out and see where they're at. Um, you know, like, are you win at all costs? Like, you're willing to be rude, you're willing to upset your opponent, and you're willing to find loopholes in the rules to win? Those you kind of roll your eye at. It's not the way I enjoy the game. I'm not saying that you can't enjoy the game that way, but not for me. People that come in with a list, they're like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm here to win. But more importantly, I'm here to have a good time. Uh, cool. I, I really enjoy guests like that because um, I feel like I can kind of, you know, take the gloves off and be like, we're still going to, you know, we're going to sign that social contract. We're going to be polite to each other, but we're here to beat the snot out of each other and see who's better. Uh, so I enjoy that. That's fun. We'll take a couple more questions and we'll shut her down if there's anything left. Cap Spazwell, do you have to tone down your style for visiting players as you were literally professional players? I wouldn't say tone down our style. There's there's definitely, um, that's where most of us play multiple armies because you know when a guest comes in, sometimes there's just bad matchups that aren't gonna be fun. So um, there's definitely, yeah, I, I guess there would be definitely some people that come in and they're like, hey, you know, I got a really weird fluffy army. It's not competitive. Eh, I just wanna, you know, you know, try it out then cool, I'm not gonna bring one of my more efficient lists and really try to beat them up bad. So I wouldn't say it's playing down. Um, you just have to play to how your opponent will enjoy the game because that will allow us to, in my opinion, create the best content if both players are having a good time. So you gotta be a flexible player. It doesn't mean you play up or down necessarily. There's more lateral movement to it, I think. So we'll do one more, whatever the last one is there. I apologize if there's anybody Dan else. from 12 I find it hard to write lists for armies. Any tips because I get my brother to write them for me and people hate me because he writes cheese lists. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you the, the, the way that I used to teach people. And this is the last one we're gonna take. So, and it might be kind of cheese ball-y and, um, but we'll see if it makes sense for, for list writing. Um, the, the loose framework that I use for writing lists is that it goes back to an old, like I think third edition article on Bolter and Chainsword called the way of the water warrior or something like that. And it was high, you know, it was, it was looking at gray knights, which ironically weren't great back then, but could be very effective. So you look at the basis of what the army does and um, you try to put it into one of these elemental builds. So you get your fire armies that they you know they burn really hot but they burn out fast so typically those are armies with a lot of firepower kind of elfish alpha strikey but they're very one-dimensional like they usually don't have a ton of survivability and they're very one trick pony kind of feeling where they if they if they pull off their their you know whatever tactic or combo you have you're going to win but if you don't you're going to lose so those are you know your fire kind of armies you got your earth armies that are very they're tough to shift off the board. It's very 
forward control heavy kind of play style. Uh, they might have good firepower, but usually not a ton of mobility, but it's about very slowly grinding down your enemy and playing that attrition game. You get your air armies, which are all about mobility, moving fast, and being all over the place. So that tends to do well in the Maelstrom type missions where you're jumping on objectives and moving all over. So Eldar would be a good example of that, you know, the really mobile Eldar armies. And the last way that I play is I try to play the water list where it doesn't specialize in anything. You don't really go into the game with a strict game plan of turn one, I'm going to do this, then turn two, I'm going to do that. Um, and the theme of the list is you're trying to just find the path of least resistance and go down that route. So those are the take on all comers list I enjoy writing. So if you look at how I build my guard list, how I build my death watch list and stuff like that, the idea is no matter who I'm playing against, I'm going to set up and I'm going to deploy and play differently based upon what their army looks like and what I think their game plan is. Because let's say you bring a really, um, you know, you bring a really assaulty kind of army then cool, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be all over the board, I'm gonna be mobile, I'm not gonna let you get into assault, I'm gonna shoot you up. I'm not gonna let you play the game the way that your army is designed to do it. Uh, so I'll try to counter you in that way. But the same armies I bring, you know, if somebody brings a really shooty list, then most of the time my lists have the flexibility, I'll get in your face, I'll be more mobile than you, I'll, you know, keep you in a certain part of the board, and, you know, I'll win on points that way. So yeah. Path of Least Resistance, counting your opponent, those take on all comers lists, those are the ones I enjoy playing the most. So my assumption, because most of the cheesy lists I see people bring are, I would I would put them into a fire kind of list because it's a one trick pony. If that stupid combo goes off, you're going to win. And if it doesn't, you're going to lose. So I'd say shift the way that you think and build lists and, um, you know, don't play the game, play your opponent. Don't let them do what they want to do um, and do it that way. It's not who's got the better, you know, Death Star, who's got the better, you know, silly combo to pull off. Figure out what his list does and just counter it. And that's what I'd say to that, I guess. So with all that being said, I think we're going to wrap it up there. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in and contributing the questions. Again, my apologies for Streamlabs not playing nice. I don't know what's wrong with it. I blame both Rob and Cullen. Um and not myself at all. As Rob just kind of shrugs and shakes his head. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks again for everybody tuning in, uh, asking questions. It's you folks that kind of keep us going here, because if you didn't show up and ask questions, I wouldn't have anything to talk about. And it'd be a boring hour and a bit video of me just sitting here. Now, if you want to leave questions for Lee for next week, uh, you can either submit them live, and Streamlabs will work, or uh, you can go ahead and this video, when it's released on the Mini Wargaming website, you can put it down in the comment section and just put at Lee, ask him a question, and he should answer it for you. Other than that, thanks so much for everybody that tuned in. Keep being awesome, and as always, happy Wargaming.